You are listening to Announce, Season 4, Episode 11, Brilliant Neon Blue. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. I have an experience to share, one for which words would be a poor substitute for reality, yet it was so amazing, we're going to give it a try. Back around 2010, I had the chance to travel to Peru for about 10 days. The trip was with my brother and a group that provides training for pre-hospital and hospital professionals and volunteers. While there, our little group had a chance to take the trip to one of the new wonders of the world, Machu Picchu. The night before was spent in a hotel, nestled between train tracks in the front, and just above the roaring and rumbling Urubamba River in the back. We were up early the next morning to catch a bus to take us from that little village in the bottom of the Urubamba Valley, which is located to the northwest of Cusco, to the top of the mountain peaks that appeared to be a mile or so above us. The ruins of Machu Picchu were rediscovered by Hiram Bingham in July of 1911. He was led there by an 11-year-old native boy who knew where some ancient stonework was exposed, but mostly swallowed up by the jungle. It didn't look like much at first, but after poking around for a few days, it became apparent to Hiram that the site and its stoneworks were enormous. Well, our driver expertly piloted the bus up the side of the mountain. The rising sun had just begun to peek through the holes in the canopy of the verdant green trees. Then, after our ears popped several times because of increasing elevation, we came to an abrupt stop in a small gravel parking lot. From there, we ascended vertically up the trails and into the park and onto the agricultural terraces west of the ruins. We stopped on the terraces and gazed to the southwest across a gap. That morning there was nothing in view except heavy white fog. As we waited, the foggy mist began to lift, and slowly, after several minutes, a gigantic and astounding vista materialized. I imagine the builders of this place must have been showmen. Having partnered with nature in creating this extraordinary space where a curtain of fog could slowly be raised to reveal such a view, one which has the effect on most humans of stealing a breath and making the heart skip a beat. Mother Nature was obviously showing off. It was astonishingly beautiful. I wondered to myself if Hiram had ever imagined over a century ago, when he was first shown a small patch of overgrown stonework, that the little patch of finished stonework he first saw was attached to a massive and spectacular mountaintop. There is no doubt that Machu Picchu is a magical place. Gigantic ancient stones stacked up, green foliage, beautiful flowers, and even a few llamas grazing in the city square. And the views of other mountain peaks and valleys, once again, breathtaking. While there, my brother and I walked a bit further to see the Inca Bridge, a great but now missing rope bridge that once crossed the Urubamba. The route was along a narrow trail, which at some points was literally carved into a cliff with a 2,000-foot drop down on our right and a sheer rock face rising up on our left. Gratefully, there were a few flat spots and benches provided for the gringos to stop and rest. 
It was at one of these flat spots that we stopped to catch our breath and take in the majestic view. And we noticed some large but rather dull-looking butterflies clinging to the rocks and the foliage. But our eyes were quickly drawn out over the expanse below us to notice brilliant flashes of blue neon light. More of that Machu Picchu magic? What were these incredible creatures? After taking the time to just observe for a few minutes, it became apparent that the origin of those bright flashes were the reflection of the sun off the inner side of the wings of those large but rather dull butterflies we had briefly noticed earlier. When they took to the sky, our eyes would catch the dazzling intermittent flashes of the sun reflecting off their open wings. We struggled to catch video of the scene with camera phones without taking a wrong step and plummeting off the cliffs, but we did survive and left the place a bit changed on the inside. It was humbling to stop and look at the beauty before us, then patiently wait, expecting nothing more than the revelation of what was already there, only to have nature raise the curtain and allow our eyes to comprehend something even greater. So here's the ounce. All around us, there are things to see. So many that our brains automatically suppress some of it to keep us from being distracted by the little things we've judged to be less critical or less important. It's a useful thing for our brains to do, cutting out the clutter so we can move quickly and efficiently from place to place, task to task, without being distracted. But yet we don't take advantage of the chances to stop and just observe. Who knows what we miss? Well, we don't know what we miss. So, when you can, just slow down. Be still. And take it in. You might be amazed at the beauty you'll find in your, as of yet, undiscovered but miraculous life. And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.